Welcome to the second Yorkshire Insight Podcast for the 21-22 school year. I'm Lori Darnell, here with Michelle Young, our technical guru. We're both on Yorkshire Academy's admin team, and our guest today is Dr. Anne, would you please help me pronounce your last name? Chablon. That is a beautiful name, but if it's okay, I'm going to call you Dr. Anne. <laughs> yes, that's good. Excellent. Well, Dr. Anne is a veterinarian and, most importantly, a Yorkshire Academy mom. We've asked her here today to learn about what it's like to be a veterinarian and also how we can best take care of our beloved pets. So the topic of today's podcast is Ask a Veterinarian. It's our episode number eight. So welcome, Dr. Ann. Thank you. And let's get to it. So tell us a little bit about where and how you grew up. So I grew up in a town named Stavanger. That is the fourth largest city in southwestern Norway and one of the oldest cities in Norway, actually. It's known for its spectacular nature with mountains and fjords surrounding all the little towns. It's also the oil capital of Norway, and it's also known for the agriculture and very good food. Uh, I grew up in a, in a house close to the fjords, uh, together with my father, my mother, and my brother. I have very good memories of running barefoot down to the fjord and bathing after school very good memories. Well that sounds wonderful. It was. So, but you're in Houston. How'd you get here? Yes, you're right. I'm in Houston. <laughs> My husband brought me here. We actually lived two years in Southeast Africa, in Mozambique. And then in October 2021, my husband got a new job offer here in Houston with his Italian company, Saipem. So now I'm currently not working as a veterinarian because I don't have a US license. I bet that's hard for you. Yes, it is. It is hard. But I'm spending good time with my children, and this is also time-consuming and fun. <laughs> of course. So, did you always have pets growing up? Well, actually, growing up in Norway, I would say I was surrounded by animals all the time. I've had three dogs, a couple of rabbits, and also four horses. Not all at the same time, of course. Okay. Yeah, I started horseback riding when I was six years old. Uh, and then, as I grew, I began to competing in something called dressage, which is English riding. I competed both national and international. Yeah. That's impressive. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so, lots of people have pets, but not everybody becomes a veterinarian. So, how did that come about? Well, I always knew I wanted to work with animals from an early age. I actually decided to go to the university, uh, the veterinary university, when I was 22. But first, I took a degree in real estate, which for me is a bit funny because uh, I don't know why I chose it, but I did. <laughs> uh, and I figured out very fast this was not for me. So then one day I decided now I will apply to the veterinary university and I decided to study abroad, actually to one of the oldest universities in Central Europe, which is in Budapest, Hungary. So I took an exam uh, and an interview and uh, yeah. Then I left uh, Norway for six years. And was that hard to leave Norway? It was, it was tough at first, but it was very exciting. And I would say everybody should leave their country for a period of time. <laughs> so what's it like to be a vet? So what is your day-to-day? -day? So uh, being a vet is very rewarding, but it's also challenging and sometimes can be very frustrating. Um, I would say a workday is never the same. You never know what to expect before opening and closing the clinic. 
It can be lonely sometimes, especially if you are working in the countryside where you are driving a lot from one farm to, to the other. But I would say the most rewarding thing about the job is the opportunity to help all the sick animals throughout the day and of course all the cuddling with the baby animals like puppies and kittens. Oh, I love all the kisses and cuddles. Yeah, it's <laughs> That's wonderful. So you do small animals and large animals? Yes, both small and large. Yeah. They must be very different to treat small versus large. Yes, it's actually more physical when I work with the large animals and the small animals you always have to be more gentle and also help sometimes the owner, not only the animal. Oh, I bet. So, any particularly funny stories you can think of? <laughs> hmm, yes, I do. I do actually have one. It's about a German Shepherd named Tony. So I, was, uh, I got a call into the clinic an evening just before closing. It was uh, an old man who was very frustrated because he had an old German Shepherd named Tony. And uh, he said that he had a, a swelling under the stomach. Uh, he said it was a tick, a blood-sucking tick that he had tried to remove with a tweezer for a long time and he couldn't manage to remove it. Mm. So I told him, yes, you can come, come to the clinic. And he came. And then I see when I open the door, I see Tony, the dog, hanging down with the head, very sad. And mm. I, I took him, I turned him over and I looked to where this tick was supposed to be. And mm -hmm. I see that the old man had actually tried to pull out the nipple, Tony's nipple. Oh, Tony. Yeah, Aww. yeah, I feel so bad. So I try to uh, like tell him that it's uh, common that also male dogs has many nipples like the female dogs. So yeah. Oh. It was not the nipple. No, it was the nipple, but right. it was not the tick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, feeling yeah. for poor Tony. Yeah. Man. <laughs> all right, so I want you to put this to rest once and for all, for all. Which is better, dogs or cats? Well, I would definitely say for me, cats. Yeah, I like their independence, their calm, they're very intelligent. Uh, but I have to also admit that I'm allergic to dogs. Which so, is rare, right? Yes, or somewhat. Yes, it's rare. more common to be allergic to cats. That's true. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, you know, that would be fighting words for some folks, right? I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I'm a little yes. bit more of a dog person, but no, I understand. <laughs> um, right. So what's the most important thing to consider when you decide to get a pet? I think some people do it too casually, but really, what should they be thinking about? So I would say most important is your time. How much time do you and your family really have to take care of the animal? You also need knowledge because you need to provide the pet with the basic needs. So knowledge and time, definitely. Okay, so it's a big deal to decide like what you're going to feed your pet. So what pet food? So it's, um, well, how to choose the best pet food, first of all. Mm -hmm. I would say that um, I have to think about my country because in my country, the best pet food uh, you get into the veterinary clinics. Uh, so I would say go to the veterinary clinic uh, and then you can purchase a high quality uh, food. But uh, it's also uh, a bit like with our kids. Uh, you always care about uh, what is uh, inside the food, like the quality of proteins, the carbohydrates, the content of fat. So uh, this is something to consider. And of course, uh, another important thing is the age and the health status of right. the pet. So what about feeding table food to pets? So table food, I, for me, I would say it's a no, uh, because the table food or even food we humans eat has a high content of sugar and salt. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, salt is never good for the kidneys because the dogs, the cats, they are small, uh, so the content becomes too high. Sugar is also never good because of diabetes mm -hmm. and uh, other things that follows. Yeah. Okay. So no. So, what's the most important thing we should not do with our pets? Well, uh, I would say under. No circumstance, oh, sorry, under any circumstances, never ever feed uh, your cat or dog with chocolate and grapes. Uh, it has, uh, it's very toxic. It can also cause seizure and kidney failure. So if you ever catch your dog uh, eating something from the table, like chocolate bar or mm -hmm. something, you should immediately go to the veterinarian so he or she can treat, treat your dog. Another thing regarding birds, uh, which many people really don't know, is that uh, never put your bird with a cage close to where you cook. Uh, the fume from the Teflon pan is very toxic to the bird. Very toxic, actually. Well, I would think very few people would know that. So yeah. that's great advice. Yeah. So how long is it okay to leave your dogs or cats by themselves? First of all, it all depends on the age of the animal. Young pets can stay alone only a few hours or a very short period, depending again on the age of the puppy. An adult dog, however, can stay longer. Uh, we say usually up to around eight hours. And after that, you need to give your dog a good walk and some stimuli. Cats are actually very different. They can stay for a much longer time. Uh, also, uh, many owners, they have a, a automatic cat door that the mm -hmm. cat can go in and out uh, and also an automatic feeder. So yeah, cats and dogs are different. So under what conditions, if any, is it okay to leave your pets outside? So uh, I would say that uh, it all depends on uh, if you can provide, let's say again a dog, if you can provide your dog a proper shelter. Uh, for the wind and the rain. It also needs uh, clean water, uh, a big enough area to move around. Uh, for example, um, the yeah, actually what I want to tell is that there's only one type of breed that can sustain very cold weather outside, and that is the Alaska Malamut. All the other type of breeds uh, cannot sustain very cold weather, so uh, then it's best to keep them inside. Uh, and also here in Texas, it's very hot, so I would say um, be aware that uh, if you have your dog outside, it has to have uh, shade uh, throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And never ever leave your dog uh, in a car. It gets overheated very fast. Right. So this is very important. That is really important, because I do think that's something that happens in Texas way too often. Um, and it's heartbreaking. So. Yeah. So now, do you guys have a family pet? No, we don't. We don't have a family pet uh, in, in my family here because we are traveling a lot. So it's uh, very difficult to travel around the world with the animals. But my husband's family, they have a very cute uh, dog named Otto, which means eight in Italian. He's, okay. uh, yeah, he's a golden retriever male. Yeah. One of the cutest dogs, and most popular dogs. Actually, yes. So everywhere. So not just in the U.S., but also in Italy and Norway. Yes, uh, definitely. Well, that's interesting. So when looking for a pet, and this can be a big deal for people, um, should we adopt or should we buy from like some people, breeders, pet stores? Yeah. So here I would say it all depends what you're looking for, first of all. 
for example, in Norway, we have uh, it's very popular to go hunting, like hunting dogs, mm -hmm. which is a purebred or pure, pure breed. So uh, then it's I would say it's more than okay to buy. It uh, when it comes to a family dog, I would definitely say please adopt. Okay. Yes. Uh, first of all, you get a very healthy dog because usually the adopted pets are mixed breeds. Mm -hmm. And if you get mixed breeds, they are stronger genetically. So you will have uh, less, um, you will, how to say, you will have less expenses going to the veterinarian, <laughs> if I say it like that. Uh, if you choose a purebred, uh, usually there comes also a lot of diseases with the purebreds. That's so interesting because I think a lot of people think the exact opposite. They think a purebred, the the disease they've been it's been bred out of them to some degree, and then a, a mixed animal would just have come with more problems. Exactly, which is not correct. Wow, that is really good info. Yeah, yeah. So please adopt. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and there are lots of places in in everywhere, but I know there are a ton of places in Houston where you can adopt. Um, well, that's great information. So, do you have any other tips or information you'd like to share with our listeners? So, um, well, I would say, in general, having a pet is wonderful. Uh, I would say, important, always uh, meet its needs uh, and respect its signals. And never, ever leave a dog and a young child alone unattended. This is very important for me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been wonderful, really Thank informative, you. and we really appreciate it, Dr. Anne, for doing this. And it's also to Michelle Young for handling the technical aspect. And thanks to our listeners. So stay tuned for our next Yorkshire Insight podcast. And for more information about Yorkshire Academy, please visit yorkshireacademy.com. Thanks so much.